Yo, 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 and ho, ho, ho. The holidays are busier than ever, and you need comfort and style for all occasions. And Mack Weldon is here for you with their daily wear system. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash Bob and enter promo code Bob. That's MacWeldon.com slash Bob, promo code Bob for 20% off. Mac Weldon, get it right this holiday season. Didn't mean to boss you around. And here's another word from one of our sponsors. What do you want to eat tonight? You hear that a lot, right? Maybe you want a home-cooked favorite, but you don't feel like going to the store. Or you want something exciting and new, but it would be great to stay in tonight, right? DoorDash connects you with everything that you want, whenever and however you want it. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code SAGIT. That's 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app at the App Store and enter the code SAGIT. Don't forget that's code SAGIT, S-A-G-E-T, for 25% off of your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change terms apply. Hey everybody, it's Bob here. And you know what, Bob Saget's here for you because that's the name of the thing. I'm just saying it out loud so there's branding, verbal branding. I have a special guest today. I say that all the time, but this, usually I'll have a guest on and I'll say, if you're, you know, under 15 or don't have a fake ID, don't listen because I'll have a friend on and it'll be, you know, Bill Burr and we'll use language and I don't want kids to hear it yet. Well, I have someone here who is 15 as my guest and you all know her because she's in so many projects and she's been working since she's seven years old as an actress. And she is simply and utterly uh, beautific. It, it is uh, McKenna Grace. And I met her on the set of Fuller House, Max and Rose, uh, if you know that show. <laughs> and she is just, just a love and such a good actress. So she started when she was seven and Young and the Restless. She was a young Tanya Harding in I, Tanya. She was on Designated Survivor as Kiefer Sullivan's daughter. And I watched these shows, and some of them before I met her, and then I got to work with her a little bit. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing her in all these projects, and she is the, the star, uh, I would say, of Ghostbusters Afterlife, or the co-star, or the star. She carries the darn thing. This is Ghostbusters Afterlife that she's out promoting right now. And I was able to catch her in the middle of it because she wanted to talk to me because she's a sweetheart. And um, I don't know. She was a fan of Full House as a kid. And she's 15. And she's got uh, the acting skills and the love of the art and the craft that many people, you either have it or you don't. And she was born with it. And she has a lovely family. And it's, it, uh, it shows in how big her heart is. So if you would, do what you have to do normally. i got to make my little podcast business. Rate, review, subscribe. You know what you do. You follow. <laughs> you can go to the YouTube page and you can see us talk to each other in a two-shot Zoom. How unusual. And it's that, that's where you go is YouTube.com slash Bob Saget. Um, and I'm on tour if you want to see my stand-up, which is the opposite of what you're about to listen to. Um, and that's at bobsaget.com you can see where i'm on tour and doing stand-up and gearing toward a new special but um i feel bad that i talked about myself but we do plug what we plug and that includes sometimes whatever we're 
hawking, but I'm not. Uh, I'm going to do less talking and less hawking, and I'm going to bring in someone right now into this lovely Zoom room, and I've been late. I'm late for it. So uh, she's so great. I just adore her, and I know all of you do too. Here is McKenna Grace. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I'm so happy to see you. I'm sorry I was late. This is the first time I've ever had a Zoom technical issue. Oh, goodness. Yeah. My whole life. Oh, my God. I feel honored. I'm honored that you're doing this because you are so busy and I'm so happy for you. It's just so great. Thank you for having me. Thank what? I I got you and and I have this. We both hold something up at the same time. Look at it. It's perfect. It's Aww. almost, when you hold it close enough, it's, it's actually what it's supposed to be. The, go, the beautiful marshmallow, man. What, what is that beautiful dog's name? Gizmo Fruit Snack Benjamin Cheese Whiz uh, Freaky Bad Boy Chicken Nuggets Caprio, but we call him Gizmo. I can't believe you're that off book on your dog's name. Oh, of course. Cheesemo. Yeah, I call him Cheese Whiz sometimes. Right, which is not really food, you know. Do you ever eat cheese whiz? It's not really food. Um, no, but I mean, most things that we eat aren't really shouldn't be food, so it's fine. <laughs> That's true. Now, now, I, I, I know you. I mean, I would say we're we're a, a happy acquaintances, and got to be together on uh, or friends, depending on how we look at life or what it will be. You tell me. Um, but Fuller House, you know, was kind of how. I got to hang out a bit with you and see what kind of a person you are besides being an obvious pro and incredibly talented. But what, what was that like? What, you, you chose that role of all things amidst such an interesting career of dramatic roles and everything, and here you were. Was it, was it being a fan back in the day of the show? Oh, yes. I love your show, Full House. It's funny because uh, the first season of Fuller House, my mom and I, the summer before, or that summer even, we had binge watched. We saved it all in our DVR and we had binge watched um, Full House. And then I remember we were sitting in her bed and we watched the countdown on Netflix for Fuller House to come out. And then I ended up on the next season and I was freaking out every day whenever I got to come and like hang out with you and everybody else. It was the coolest thing. And it was so cool to me that you came to my screening and that I'm on Zoom with you. Like, I'm still a big fan. It's so cool. Well, I, I have to tell you, I'm a little older than you. I'm 65, which is unbelievable because <laughs> I look so, at least two years younger. But you're, I was so excited to work with you because I'd seen you in so much stuff. I even saw you on Young and the Restless. Oh, my I mean, goodness. Yeah, that was one of my first things. That was so fun. You were like seven, right? You were. I was itty-bitty. Now, what, how did you, I mean, you're doing a million interviews right now, right? Because this is it. This is Ghostbusters Afterlife. This Mm -hmm. is your big press tour. So you've been going nonstop, right? Yeah, it's pretty crazy, but I'm very happy and thankful for it. Like, it's so cool to me. (laughs) Well, first, thanks for that, oh, it's another thing that I was a massive fan of is Ghostbusters and Full House. So it's weird how everything ends up working out. <laughs> it, it, that's amazing to me. So now you obviously watched it because of, I guess, your parents, right? 
Um, yeah, yeah. But though I, I have a firm belief that I'm probably a bigger uh, Ghostbusters fan than both of my my parents. Uh, even though they're the ones that showed it to me, I've always been a massive fan. So it was really cool to be able to see everything in person. And and you, you got to to hang out with, I mean, with Bill and Dan and Ernie. I mean, that's like, that's a gift of a lifetime, right? I mean, I was honored to even get to have a conversation with them, much less act with them. Uh, I don't know, it's so weird because I feel like they're just kind of like these legendary guys and to have them all in the same room, especially is really cool. It's it's kind of, it's like, it's kind of the same way that I felt being with um, all you guys after I'd watched Full House so much. It's It's just, I don't know, getting to meet these people that I've watched for so long in my life and that I've like looked up to and watched their acting and careers and then getting to meet them and have conversations like I'm doing right now. It's it's this it's so special. Oh, Gizmo, he's eating my stuffed animal. Gizmo. Sorry. He's no, over there do, eating. Do you need me to call nine one one? Yes. Oh my goodness. Let's send <laughs> send the ambulance from uh that now that's the funny thing about the Ghostbusters movie. It's a non. We have to give the spoiler alert, which you don't want to, that the guys are in it, but you mm-hmm. kind of have to, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, by this point, it is confirmed out there that that they're returning. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's a different thing because I'm not going to say how or when, except right. that everybody's going to be pleasantly surprised, you know. Well, I I have to tell you, the moment I saw it, and I saw it with a producer friend of mine. I was blown away. First thing, you you carried movies before, which is not the most normal thing for a lot of actors. I mean, you have chops of an actor that would be like normally 50 to 60 years old. Uh, Not saying that there's an age thing that's different than other people, but you are 15, right? I am, I am. Yes, sir. And you're calling me sir because your parents might be the most polite, nicest... uh, I'm just saying that Ross and Crystal, that's the other thing about getting to do a sitcom or getting to be on a set. You get to meet where a person comes from, and you come from a true home. You come from lovely people. Thank you so much. Sorry, I'm in New York, so you can hear all the sirens and stuff going on. Well, maybe they're coming because of what happened with the dog. Oh, my gosh, they're coming for Gizmo. I shouldn't have called 911. I'm so sorry. Here, this will save the day. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, he just just did. There's nothing... uh, Okay, so 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 here you are. You're carrying this movie, and I just wanted to tell you, you're awesome in it. Period. Oh, thank you. That means so much, especially coming from you, because I, I think that you're one of the most like coolest people. But thank you. Will so you say much. that again? Would you say that about four times, really loud? I think that you are the most coolest person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was. Uh, astonished not astonished I expected it because because I've seen your work my god and you just you're born to do this you're born to be creative here you are in this movie and just the scenes where you're uh, I don't want to give it away but when you're in the vehicle and you got that chair rig that Mm -hmm. stuff alone I mean you're 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 a hero it's a beautiful arc in your character what happens Oh, crazy. It's it's the weirdest thing to be able to because because shooting was so long ago. So it's weird to finally see it all come together because, you know, everything's so oddly spaced out whenever you're shooting and to see it all in order and see the uh, way that the, each of the characters grows. It, it was kind of a surprise for me as well to be able to watch myself and see how 
much my character does and how, how much she grows throughout the film. And it was really special. It was like reading the script all over again. Mm -hmm. I, I and, love it. <laughs> and I assume Jason was remarkable to work with. Oh, yes. He's definitely one of my favorite directors I've ever worked with. He's he's a very stern director, but in a, in a great, lovely way, because he knows exactly what he wants. And I, I mean, I also think that it was kind of a special circumstance to work with him. And since uh, considering how much of a connection he does have with Ghostbusters, uh, you know, I mean, his father created it with um, Harold and Dan and and. Uh, and Bill and, and so it's crazy to be able to see them working together uh, to create a new Ghostbusters film. It's really weird. <laughs> was Ivan around a bunch? Oh yeah, he was around a lot, which is really special. And That's I still so get really great. excited when I see him. I still get so excited. I'm like, oh, it's Mr. Ivan. And he's like, you know, you can call me Ivan, right? And I'm like, no, I can't. You're Mr. Ivan. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do so the exciting. Miss. You do Miss Elizabeth Moss. You you you're very formal in in the way yes. you speak. I have to be <laughs> Texas manners. Right. I don't know where Grapevine, Texas is. Where is that? Ah, uh, somewhere in like Dallas, small place. Texas is such a big place, so there's right. a bunch of little. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> but you're are you the 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 shining star of, of Grapevine? I would imagine. Oh goodness, I don't know if I would go that far. I feel like there's a lot of wonderful actors that I have met that have come from Texas, which is funny. I've met so many people out in LA. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm from Texas. And they're like, hey, I'm from Texas too. There's so many Texans. <laughs> so now here, here you are, you're, you're doing a, a giant press tour, which is gonna last a while, because it's a big movie. And then you're gonna roll into other press tours because you've got so many things you're doing I'm, I'm just, I mean, I just read that you're doing, that you wrote with your dad the sequel to Bad Seed, which was so wonderful with Rob Lowe in, in, at the helm in 2018. And how do you go about, is this the first thing you've written with your dad? Um, I think so. I think it is, which is really You ever write cool. a letter with him or... Um, no, actually, it's funny. It is. It's the first thing that we've written together. Uh, and then it kind of came together so quickly. We were just kind of sitting there over quarantine and we're like, hey, we should we should write something. We should write a script because my dad's a really creative guy. And he he used to like write short stories in college and high school. And he really loves like Stephen King. So he, he's that type of writer, like scary, dark thing. And um, we were like, I bet what could we write and like get it made? but like soonish, because films take so long to get made. And mm -hmm. dad was like, then we could write a sequel to The Bad Seed. I was like, I never thought about that. Why not? And we just, we did. And there was, there was a big rewrite from uh, the original because what we, we had written was so dark. And so Lifetime was like, we really love it, but it's a little bit dark. So I'm, I'm very excited to see it though and start on production. I think that's actually next week that I go to Vancouver that's, for that. Yeah, I, I did a deep dive on you and I know you, but it's, I still did it. And it's really, it just makes me feel good because you're such a positive person and you have so Thank many you. levels, but you have so many levels. I mean, you love dark stuff you you are explain that to me how old were you when you started watching stuff what was like your earliest memory of a movie that some parents would say i'm not letting my kid watch this and here you are starring in something or acting in something that's pretty no. intense yeah it's really funny um 
because <laughs> my mom she's always uh my dad and I are both huge movie buffs uh so so my dad like he's always showing me really good films and, and dark films too and scary movies is my favorite but uh my mom's always coming in she's like Ross you can't let her watch that what is this this is no what are you doing and uh <laughs> it's really funny because we're always getting in trouble because we love to watch like super dark movies but uh I mean I really think that my I, I can pinpoint it whenever I was like six I watched Alien uh I watched an Alien marathon actually on on cable back whenever uh streaming was not as big right. and all of them watched, you watched all of them I think we watched two or three of them uh and I remember having a dream that night that there was like a xenomorph in my closet I, I distinctly remember all of that but it's still like my favorite thing now and then after that I don't know I guess I really liked horror films <laughs> It's so interesting that the the monsters in the in the alien movies have kind of become the palette for all aliens, for all monsters. Four sets of jaws that come out, you know, one after mm -hmm. another, and then they, of course something yeah. grows in your chest. Now, if something's growing inside your chest and and then explodes out, I, I mean, isn't that upsetting? I mean, your mom mom isn't wrong. That's macabre. It was fun. It was family bonding. <laughs> it was family fun. Yeah. Thank goodness we did, because now we wrote a scary movie script together. <laughs> right. Well, it also, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand. I had a lot of hardship as a kid. We faced a lot of, a lot of scary things. We lost people that we loved were gone and stuff. Um, where do you stand on, I know a few things about you that I knew anyway, that you're a vegetarian, so we know that. Are you still there? Are you still a vegan? Um, I was vegetarian for about seven years, but most recently, uh, I was never really a healthy vegetarian. Uh, so, so it was very bad for my health, the things that I ate, because I was more just a vegetarian, not like a salad person. I'm a very picky person. Trying new foods scares me. So it was a lot of French fries and mac and cheese for me. But most recently, I... I, I'm not a vegetarian anymore, but I do like, I don't really eat meat. I don't eat red meats. I think the only thing that I eat is like chicken, maybe even once a week. I don't even so know. You, you do know, eat, you do like eat chicken. Very, very few and far between. I mean, I, I got my blood work done and I had high cholesterol at like 13. So it just like wasn't good for me. So, so most recently I have been just like every once in a while, but whenever I get like to a place where I'm like, eating healthy and I found new foods that I like that are vegetarian, then I'll probably, I might go back. What about nice. uh, fish? Do you do any of the pescatarian thing? Yeah. I, I mean, I was a vegetarian for, I, I mean, like overall I was kind of vegetarian for about seven years, but I would say about three of the, those years, I would kind of sporadically eat fish every once in a while, but I do quite enjoy sushi. <laughs> yeah. Sushi's the best. So yeah. Okay. So good. That's old. We got to fix the Wikipedia when it comes to Yeah. I got to fix the Wikipedia. Diet. Oh goodness! <laughs> now, now, then you're you're watching very adult-like stuff um, and a lot of haunted stuff. You love the scary stuff. So, where do you stand? I know you're getting asked this by everybody, but I'm asking this because I'm just interested. Where do you mm -hmm. stand on spirits, the afterlife, ghosts? Where do you, if you if you share to care to share? Oh no. Yeah, it's not even a crazy question. I do get asked it a lot if I believe in ghosts and spirits now that I'm in a Ghostbusters film. Uh, and, and I always say yes, very way I'm going, yes, I, I do. And I don't know why I say it like that because I do. I, I wholeheartedly believe in the afterlife. Um, but 
I feel like I always like I go through phases where I fully believe in ghosts like over the summer I was totally because my friend I was convinced that he was like haunted in his apartment and so was he and so we fully believed in ghosts and then that was over and I'm like believe in ghosts yeah so, so it's always like whenever something's immediately happening that's spooky I'm like yes I believe in ghosts I'm so scared but then for the rest of it it's like yeah I do so you're you're like anyone else who's it depends on yeah. how much courage you summon and how late at night a chair moves by <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah it depends if that uh coat hanging on my like closet door looks like a person or not <laughs> right or it changes puts a sweater on Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now, okay. So my wife and I are doing what a lot of people do. We binge over, especially over the whole time of quarantine. And mm -hmm. then Handmaids was one of our favorites. I loved the original book. I loved the original film. And then when the series came on, uh, did you watch the series from the beginning? It is a dark and intelligently brilliant show. I hadn't seen it before. That was one of the things that my mom was like, oh, McKenna can't watch it. It's like that right, and right. Thrones, I think, were the two things that my mom was like, no. Uh, <laughs> I still haven't seen Game of Thrones, but I still I have now seen uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, once I, once I booked it, I was allowed to watch the show and I also binged it. I feel like it's it's such a dark show, though, that if you're binging it, it's like two, maybe three episodes, then you got to go and like tape a sip of tea, maybe watch some Cartoon Network or something and then yeah. dive back into it because it's just so heavy. Uh, but I think that it's a brilliant show. I was a big fan of it going on to uh, the series after binging. Did it, and, and yeah, I go to Ted Lasso in between or just to mm -hmm. take a break, but mm -hmm. but I do, it is, it is a powerful show and, and I read some stuff that you'd said about what an important message it is for, for young women. Yeah, I, I think that it's such a brilliant show and I feel like all the acting is so, so magnificent. I, I could rant on and on about how much I love Miss Elizabeth Moss. I think that she's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I think that the show is, it's so uncomfortable and dark for people to watch and talk about because of the subject matter of the show because it deals with a lot of, of rape and, and in child marriage. And, and I think that it's important to be able to have conversations about those things though, which is why I feel so lucky to have been able to play uh, my character, a child bride at my age, because I feel like people are always looking for 18 to play uh, younger in those roles because it makes people so uncomfortable that a 14 year old is playing a 14 year old who got married uh, against her will but it's like mm, I'm more uncomfortable about the fact that that's happening and we're too afraid to talk about it uh, so I feel really lucky to been able to play that part so that I can talk about it because I'm fortunate enough to where I live in a family where I'm safe and I can choose who I want to marry whenever it comes to that time. But for like most, a lot of young girls, that's not an option in either the place that they live or their family or their culture. There's a lot of child marriage. I mean, so many states actually allow it. I think that, I think it was New York that just passed a law that hopefully eliminated child marriage but there's so many loopholes in, in the legal system about it see i could talk on and on about it for hours i i just no, i, find I understand it so and i love you talking about it because it's important i i think it's so weird that that it's not so widely talked about considering that it is like actually a decently sized problem that's going on but i mean that's why i love handmaids i think that it talks about a lot of things that should be talked about yeah very much so
I mean, mm-hmm. there's 16 is the legal age of marriage. And mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was till I was 43. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually crazy. I think in California, I'm I'm only 15. I'm almost 15 and a half. But uh, I could have gotten married like a, a year or two ago if like my legal guardian signed the document, which I think is kind of scary. But that's that's California, I guess. <laughs> But now you're going to, you're going to reprise the role, correct? That's what's coming up in the next season. And we've got, I mean, she's, she's really being victimized coming up. Yeah, I think at the same time, uh, she, she is uh, definitely a victim and she's, she's gone through all of this trauma. But I think that it's really great to be able to see her uh, connecting with Janine and June and get to see uh how inspired she is by them because I think that uh Elizabeth Moss brilliantly captures how distressed June is but how much of a beacon of light and hope she is for all the women uh that are stuck in Gilead I I think that she's just brilliant Mm -hmm. and it's a true metaphor for what what humanity has always been and uh, Mm. unfortunately obviously still is and then you get the flip side. You get this yeah. <laughs> wonderful <laughs> thing where you get to talk about this incredibly fun movie that's full of nostalgia. And mm-hmm. and so maybe can you, uh, I, you're ask, getting asked all the same questions, but maybe I can, well, first I want to say that if Fuller House had continued, it probably would have been a Max and Rose spinoff, but it would have been maybe called Rose and Max, not to diminish Elias, because we love him. <laughs> But if there had been a spinoff and you were doing a full-time Netflix show, you would have had to work in the Ghostbusters. You <laughs> might not have been able, able to do it had Rose become, you know, her own show from Fuller House. Oh, gosh. As if. No <laughs> way, Jose. Goodness. That would have been quite fun, man. Maybe someday there will be a fullest house. <laughs> I always say I that. My, my, yeah. joke, my joke is it's just me in an urn by the window. Oh my God! Jeez. <laughs> well, I'm very old. No way! Oh my God! All right, I'll live forever. Whatever you want. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. So, so, um, so what's the be- what memories you come away with from uh, this Ghostbusters movie that are the most intriguing? Because we know it's an act of passion. The whole movie. I saw Jason's little speech, uh, which was wonderful that he did on film right before the screening. Um, and I know that it was really a, it's almost, I don't want to say religious experience, but it was very, very deep for him. What, what were the things yeah. that were like your most rewarding or unusual things that, that happened, that, a couple maybe that come to mind? I mean, I don't know. I feel like working on a Ghostbusters film as a big Ghostbusters fan is kind of unusual and crazy and strange. Uh, But I mean, working with Jason and getting to see him work with his dad really was so special because they worked so brilliantly together. Uh, Because, I mean, everybody's always asking, they're like, so Jason and Ivan, what's it like having a father and son directing? Weren't they fighting all the time? No, they they really worked well together because each of them had such an understanding of the film since they're so close to it. So it was really cool to get to work with both of them and see them like collaborate and work together. I think that honestly, my most crazy memory from shooting or from the from the film isn't from shooting. It's, it's from the premiere that happened 
uh, on Monday and it is Wednesday right now. So that was two days ago. Um, uh, my great grandpa got to come out for my great grandpa, my grandma, and and like some of my friends and family got to come out for the premiere. And uh, my great grandpa, he's he's getting old and he has this big old like walking stick that it doesn't even look like a walking stick. It looks like he just like picked it up from the ground. It's it's like <laughs> it's plastic and you know. Uh, Where does he live? Oh, he lives in uh, back in Texas with uh, the rest of my family. But he, he was standing on the side of the carpet as they had finally gotten everybody together to take a group photo. And, um, you know, Mr. Bill and Dan and Ernie were all there as well. So the whole cast had gathered in to take a photo. And, um, and my grandpa standing like behind the camera with a stick. I don't know how he was there, but he was. <laughs> and, and Bill, he goes, who's the guy with the stick? He looks like he came out of a cave. And I go, sir, that's my great grandpa. And he goes, does he live in a cave? <laughs> How dare you? And he goes, he looks like you could pull it off. My, my grandpa, he saw that we were talking about him and he can't hear very well anymore. And he goes, huh? And starts walking forward. And I'm like, Papa, no, go back. We're taking a photo. Go back. Shh, shh, no, back. And then he goes, huh? And keeps walking forward. And I'm like, Papa, get back. We're taking a photo. I'm not calling you over. And then Billy goes, no, get him in the picture. Right. And walks over and pulls my grandpa into the picture. And now and now we have a, a, a cast photo of my grandpa talking to Bill Murray and like just chatting with him casually. And I'm like, how did my grandpa manage to make better friends with Bill Murray in like five minutes than I managed to in two years? Like, how did this happen? It's the stick. So, the stick was it's the case. It's the stick, I guess. It was magical. It has like a little compass on top. It's 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 interesting, but it's a very we, Texas. Like, did he know stick. the original films? Did he was he he must have known who Bill Murray and Dan and Ernie were. I mean, he I assumed, but he he just walked over there, and then Bill's like, "Hey, so where are you from?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm from you know yada yada." Just like so casual, like, and I was like, "Papa, how did you manage to?" to make friends with Bill Murray. And he goes, I don't know. I'm just excited to be here. Like, like he just like, every time I asked him about Bill, he was like, yeah, yeah, that was cool. And then we keep talking and I was like, Papa, that was so crazy. Do you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we have I don't one, think one, he one fully, Go ahead. What was that? Sorry. I don't think that he like fully got who he was talking to. And that's the funniest part to me is that he's just oblivious throughout. Like he just totally walked into a group picture of all of us. Is this before he saw the movie? Um, yes, it was right before we went inside to watch. And then afterward, oh. did he realize? Yeah, I know they're coming for you. That's Siren. They, you're living the movie. We're oh. we're gonna take a uh, one second break. Watch this. This is a commercial. All right, the holiday season is here. And with it comes the yearly questions of what do I wear to non-ugly sweater parties? And how do I maximize my time savoring holiday moments and minimize my time shopping for gifts? Fear not, weary holiday wanderer. Mac Weldon has all the answers. Whether it's an office party, a party with family and friends, or just a holiday party of you, your couch, and a game on TV. That sounds fun. Mac Weldon has all the essentials to keep you stylish and comfortable throughout the season. And their innovative daily wear system has taken the hard work out of outfit planning with pieces designed to work together for any occasion, saving you time and sparing you any extra holiday stress. We're talking top-notch tops, right? I'm saying that right. We're talking top-notch tops, best-selling bottoms, and underwear and accessories that will please even the scroogiest guys on your list. 
With Mack Weldon, your holiday heavy lifting will be complete within minutes. Mack Weldon is someone I needed to check out. I didn't know everything about it. I don't do sponsors on here unless I'm aware of their products. I checked out their website and I was like, I like this stuff. And then I looked at what they've got. Mack Weldon's got ace sweatshirts, ace sweatpants, and a warm knit collection. They're perfect for your holiday routine and gifts. As somewhat of a stickler, and I'm not just reading this, when it comes to comfortable sweatpants and sweatshirts, I was initially skeptical when I heard the hype around Mack Weldon's Ace Collection. But man, man oh man, was I proven wrong. Pairing super soft, high-performance fabric with unmatched style, these have become the pieces I live in, whether I'm hanging at home or running errands around town. And God knows I run errands around town. This former sweat skeptic is a new outlook. Don't sweat it, just trust Mack Weldon. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a fan of the cold. I don't know who is. Feeling like a walking popsicle just doesn't suit me. But with Mac Weldon's warm knit collection that features shirts, vests, pajama pants, and more, my chilly winter days are behind me. Using innovative technology that uses your own body heat to keep you at the perfect temperature, these products for Mac Weldon have me saying something I never thought I would. I'm ready for the cold. A gift set. What a concept. One gift that holds many gifts inside, and no one is doing better gift sets this holiday season than Mac Weldon. With limited edition color drops and a bevy of new releases, their holiday gift sets are the perfect present for any guy on your list. This holiday season, every guy deserves to wear unforgettable clothes that he loves for the moments with loved ones that he'll never forget. That's why Mac Weldon is always on my holiday list for giving and getting. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash Bob and enter promo code Bob. That's MacWeldon.com slash Bob, promo code Bob for 20% off. Mac Weldon, get it right this holiday season. And here's another word from one of our sponsors. You ever pull into the driveway after a trip to the grocery store only to realize you forgot that one key ingredient for dinner? I do it all the time. I need peanut butter, always. Well, now you have options. You get the groceries you need or a backup meal from your favorite local restaurant delivered with DoorDash. And you get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code SAGGIT. The best part of ordering in, no pants are necessary. Unless you go to pick it up, you want pants on outside. You can get what you want to eat right now and right to your door with DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can now get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. You get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. Are you craving late night ice cream? I do all night long. Forget that one key ingredient for dinner, I told you peanut butter, or maybe you just need to stock up for the week. With DoorDash, get everything in one app. It's great, I use it. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeyes, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. Ordering is easy, and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code SAGGIT. That's 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app at the App Store and enter the code SAGGIT. Don't forget that's code SAGGIT, S-A-G-E-T, for 25% off of your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change terms apply. 
Thanks so much and enjoy DoorDash. Okay, we're back. That was the break. That's how we that do was it. Great. That's the oh. podcast world. Oh, look at us go. Let's do um. this. So, so I know you. I know you got a million things to do, but I want to tell you a couple other wonderful things. Um, I loved you so much in Designated Survivor. Oh my goodness! Thank you. I'm I watching, missed you. I um, that was a special show. That I think the show should have been given a longer life. Is what I feel. What is with Netflix and, and taking away the last season of Designated Survivor and Fuller House? I mean, but they gave they, they gave that manifest a, a life again after it got canceled. Did you watch that show? Do you look at that? That's the plane. I don't. I don't. It's an airplane that disappears for five years, but nobody gets older. Ooh, my mom says that she watches it. So. Yeah, I I met the producer. It turns out we know each other, from, and we went to dinner. And it, you, I think you'd like it. It's sci-fi. It's cool. Maybe I would. I'll have to I, check it out. It's on Netflix. It is now. They're, they're, they're just starting to make it right now. Hundred. They're, they're spending 20 new episodes, but they picked it up after NBC canceled it. But what's cool about it is the premise is uh, we are all connected. That's the premise. So it's a little okay. bit of that kind of a good theory behind it. Okay, so what's your favorite I, kn- I know that i read that one of the hardest things you ever did was tanya harding playing her as a as a child that was one of your most challenging roles i mean that was pretty that was pretty challenging with having to learn um how to skate like an olympic skater in five days but uh <laughs> yeah i'd never set foot on ice before and they're like okay you have five days here you go just kind of <laughs> push me out there i learned how to skate uh but yeah, I mean, that one was pretty challenging. But then again, I think that Phoebe was also kind of uh, hard to create and uh, make with Mr. Jason. But I'm really happy with how she turned out. Right now I'm working on a project. And I think that this is definitely the most difficult role that I've played yet. I'm playing um, a real person in uh, the new film that Olivia Wilde's directing. And we have Thomas and McKenzie playing Carrie Strug. And I'm playing um, another character, which I cannot say, but it's about the 96 Olympic gymnasts. And I'm having to go through like a full body transformation. And I've never done anything like that before. I've started with a trainer. I've been working out like five or six days a week and we don't even shoot for like six months. It's crazy. Gonna gonna be all in shape for summer. You're gonna have a completely different physical makeup. Yeah, complete. I'm gonna look completely different, complete different like look and way of speaking. It's it's weird to play someone who actually was because you you want to make sure that it's respectful, uh, but at the same time gets the story across in a way that you want. And your diet's going to change again, probably. Oh, it it already has, which is kind of crazy, considering that we're six months out from shooting. Um, I mean, I I eat a lot of salads now. Uh, I am expanding my palate. Uh, You know, that's kind of another reason why it is important for me to integrate a little more protein into my diet, because I want to make sure that I do that in a healthy way uh, so that it's not like, oh, this this young child actress, you know, like she's, she's starving herself. No, it's like, it's really a like protein based, like everybody wants to make sure that we're strong and not like dying. (laughs) I have to ask you, McKenna, you chose to do all this at a really young age, right? That's how this all happened, right? Mm -hmm. You just, because some people's parents push them along, but I, I, your 
parents are not like that. It's there. Yeah. You just it was it's you. It's that old soul type thing. I'm sure you've heard many too many times. Yeah. But you yeah. are just who you are. You're just a, a, a yeah. special, wonderful, talented, great person. Thank you. No, that means a lot. I mean, it it's kind of a thing like I, I see I, I talk about this all the time now, but it's so funny to me to go and like read comments that are put under my posts that are like, Oh my god, somebody gave this girl a childhood. She does nothing but work. She must be so miserable. Why do her parents make her do this? And it's also so negative, but it's like I really, I really love what I do. This is this is what I've wanted to do from such a young age. Uh and now I'm still at a very young age. So it's it's cool to have been doing this for like 10 years and at 15 that's a really long time uh so so it's weird but it's definitely what I love doing I'm really passionate about it and I hope that that comes across in my performance I always try to make sure that everybody can see how much I really enjoy what I do um but but it is really great I mean whenever I went to my first acting class whenever I was super little I went and they were like wow she actually does really enjoy doing this and my mom's like yeah I told you guys and then they're like a lot of people a lot of people say that their kids like doing this you know a lot of people say that right. but she really does so it it's cool because I, I really do and I'm lucky to have parents who support me in this they're always like yeah they always ask me they're like are you happy like are you unhappy doing this because you know we don't have to I'm like excuse me this is what I want to stay doing I love them and and I got to hug your mom the other night and She's such a socially careful, uh, but you know we kind of had masks. We did kind of, but we were all certified. Had my scuba license, but yeah, oh yeah. But the fact that they approach it that way is so healthy because other people are going. You know, this will be my meal ticket. I've watched. You know, I've been around child actors my whole life, and you're not a. I hate saying child actor. A young person who acts. Yeah, and. You also are this amazing singer and songwriter. I mean, you got to do the theme at the end of the Ghostbusters movie. I, I that was really special. Um, yeah, that 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 was really weird to wrap my head around that I wrote a song and then it ended up in the end credits of Ghostbusters somehow. It, it's the weirdest thing, and I feel so so lucky, um, especially because it's great because there's like secret hidden scenes in the credits, and, and it's great because everybody has to sit through my song to watch one of them. So <laughs> let's go. It's great. Um, well, I mean, that is really cool that they, ha that they sit through my song if they want to watch the scene because people that probably would have never heard it or listened to it got to, which I think is really cool like at the premiere you know I'm sitting there and I'm looking around and and like Mr. Paul Rudd and Miss Carrie Coon and like all the original Ghostbusters are sticking around for the for the last scene and, and they're like sitting there listening to my song vibing to it and I'm like oh that's weird uh but it, it feels really special I'm stoked for it to come out um because I don't know when this uh interview is being released this but, is like, uh, right Monday now, it's Monday just Monday? a couple days from now yeah well, that means that my song is already out, but recording this right now, it isn't yet, and I'm still so nervous about it. Oh, it's going to be loved. It's wonderful. You, you. It just sounds. It's a beautiful song. You have a wonderful voice. Um, I mean, I, you have a lot of talent. So that's the next question. I know you're going to get asked, and I also, and I'm, just, I'm still very uh, observant of your schedule because you're probably talking to, I don't know who next, Oprah. I, you probably got something very important lined up. Um, oh gosh! If only. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so directing, everybody must be asking you, is that a goal? Because you think of a lot of incredibly talented people like Jodie Foster or certain people that have started as actors as young people and then became magnificent. Ron Howard, I mean, what what do you, th- do you is that on your docket or do you, do you not I mean, know absolutely. yet? Absolutely. I, that's kind of my plan is like uh, whenever I get asked, like, where do you see yourself in however many years? It's always like I, I really want to move into more uh, creative aspects of what I do, like producing and writing and directing. Um, and I mean, by the time this will come out, which I'm really excited, is my first music video will be out as well. That I, I wrote that music video. I wrote the song and I co-directed the music video as well, which was really special for me because uh, going into music, I've been writing things and listening to the songs. I've had like creative control over every aspect of it, which I've never had before with acting. Cause I feel like you have like a character and a script that you can kind of hide behind, but music is just so deeply personal that it's kind of scary. But I mean, listening to my songs, I know that I have like almost like a lot of control over the creative process that it goes through. And so listening to, I have like a vision of exactly what I want it to look like. So it's so cool that I got to translate that onto screen and I got to make something that I wrote and I co-directed it and it's so weird. (laughs) I'm so excited for you to see it. (laughs) I can't wait. Do do you want to tour live? Do you ever have desire to do that one day? Last night I went to um, a Phineas concert. I don't know if you've uh, heard him, but I think that he is just brilliant and genius in the way that he performs and his lighting was so cool. I I loved it Uh, and his songs were brilliant. And I thought it was just, I was sitting there and I was like, wow, I cannot ever imagine doing that. Like that's insane, especially how beautiful he made his set design look and everything. It was so cool. So I was sitting there and I was like, you know, if if I ever, performed live I would want it to be this cinematic experience like this is I think that it's so brilliant whenever you just sit there and not only are you captivated by like the song but watching the artist perform is just so cool especially whenever it's someone who's genius enough to really keep you like focused on their performance I think that it's 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 really cool thing to experience so if I ever got the chance I would love to play something live I think I'd be so nervous because I I feel like I I I, it's the weirdest thing I'm an actor and I have like really bad stage fright but I would absolutely like love to play something live that'd be crazy (laughs) I never saw you exhibiting any kind of stage fright I saw you completely composed is that you just have that you're able to just calm it down on the exterior on the exterior, no, I mean, even at the screening that I was at that um, that you came to, I was so nervous going up there and giving uh, a speech in front of everyone. I felt like I, I kept on stumbling over my words or hey, <laughs> looking you were nervous. Thank you. I, I always get quite nervous going and giving speeches in front of people and, and going in front of large crowds or, or even a smaller crowd like what was inside that theater. Uh, it's so scary. I was I went to Comic Con and I was so nervous to go up there, but I got up there uh, on stage and there was like 3000 people and I started crying the entire panel. I was sitting there crying and it was so it was funny and yeah, but I, I still love it. I think that it's really cool once you get up there. And you had a, a remarkable experience. Is it twice with Chris Evans you've worked? I think oh, just once. I love working with him. Oh, I read it twice. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. And so Marvel Universe, is that something that's on your 
docket? Is that? I think that um, I think that it'd be crazy to do a Marvel thing. Uh, I think that Marvel's kind of expanding so much right now into their multiverse with like all the shows and things that they're doing. But I mean, I think that that's definitely up there. I feel like every. I feel like for me, it's like a dream to either be like a Disney princess or a Marvel character. I feel like that's like the top, top tier, uh, like action, big, big movie thing. You know, I think that it's really cool. And I, I, I know that you follow your instincts. That's what makes you so special. I know that you're in the moment with everything you do because you do. You are naturally. Some people work really hard to get that, but that's your natural being. That's what I. That's why when you would come over and sit next to me on the iconic Full House couch and say hi and talk to me, it was just very present. I felt like I already knew you. Um, it was just very comfortable. You put people at ease with how centered you are. And I think that's what's it's the truth. And that's what's drawing people to you in all of these realms. And you have such a good heart. Um, so, I mean, I, I see you doing whatever you want. My only other question really is just in thinking of in a fatherly way, I have one Paul Rudd question too, but that's a silly. Question. Yeah, I have to go there. But um, but but just in the grand scheme of things, you're looking at this movie that's coming up with Olivia Wilde, and that's going to be this very intense thing. It sounds like, and then you're more Handmaids, and then uh, Ghostbusters is a comedy. But I, I mean, from your perspective, you didn't really approach it as a. It wasn't a comedic exercise. It was real, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I it was kind dramatic. of uh, seeing how much people laugh in the theater is is really uh, funny to me because of the fact that um, I mean, that was definitely like my first time doing something that I mean, Fuller House was definitely experienced for me with the way that it was so comedic and different from things that I usually do. So moving into that genre is very odd for me, uh, but I had so much fun with Phoebe's very dry delivery because that's how I told jokes for a while to stop myself from laughing at my own jokes. I would say them as dry as I could. <laughs> so that instead of like laughing before I told the joke, I just, I'd tell it very deadpan and go, what do you call a dead polar bear? anything you want it doesn't it doesn't can't hear you now you know it, and so playing that kind of comedy was very fun i loved it and that, and i've unfortunately <laughs> told those jokes in a dad joke kind of way to not success but you oh. you have the secret which is the willy wonka gene wilder approach which is when he says no don't stop you know it's that, <laughs> he tells the yeah. kid, right it's just dry oh thank you yeah it, it's really fun i'm I don't know. I feel like I, I comedy's so scary to approach for me. So I'm glad that the jokes landed, um, and it was especially fun because I, I went to set and I told a different joke every day. Those um, <laughs> all those all those little jokes were were mine. I'd come in and I'd have like a joke book and I'd present all my jokes to Jason, and they'd be like, "Well, here's the jokes that I kind of thought would be nice to tell today. Do what you will." So it, it's funny because all the jokes that are in the film that Phoebe tells are just like Jason's favorite of that take. <laughs> Right. So I guess my, my question to put it in better words, because I, I don't know, I'm, I'm more of a conversationalist than an interviewer person, and I know you. So uh, it, will you, when you go through a difficult uh, heart, dark place in an acting role, will you then and your family and your representation look for something that's a little lighter? Or you will you look for something that's lighter to help balance it so you don't stay in some... Because some actors or actresses just stay in a dark 
mode because that's what they do best, you know? Like, like as in a way, like look for a lighter project to do? Yeah, I mean, do you ever think about that? I mean, you eventually you're going to end up in, you know, teen, you're going to, they're going to want you for all the romantic comedies and they probably do now. No, man, I've been waiting now that I'm getting older. I feel like it's like a rite of passage. Like all of like my favorite actors have done a rom-com at some point in their career. So I'm patiently waiting. Um, I, that's so funny that you said that because I talk about that all the time. I'm like, man, I would love to do a rom-com or a romance or something. I think that that's like that and a musical are like the two things that I would love to do in my career because I feel like I've done nothing even remotely similar to either of those. Um, but I mean, I've never really thought about it that way to look for something lighter to do because of the darkness that I've experienced in another role. I just feel like it's mostly depending on the set vibe uh, on how I feel afterwards. Like I've done films that were meant to be a very light, like funny film, but it ended up being like miserable because of the way that the people treated each other or because of the like vibe from the actors or the first AD or the vibe that one of the producers gave off it, it kind of just like sets a tone yeah. for the overall theme of how you're going to shoot. And that's just miserable as even if you're doing a light film, but uh, mm -hmm. doing handmaids, like I, I, I could do that every day because of the fact that the set was so light and airy, because I feel like shooting something like that, you really have to be careful and make sure that the set's very light and happy and funny because you can just like totally get stuck in the darkness of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's really nice to just go home and kind of leave it on set and just decompress. I I, I play a lot of video games with my friends, so. <laughs> and are they are they happy video games? Or are they some of the ones where people are uh, out there shooting? Oh goodness, no, goodness, no! I like to play Minecraft and like plant flowers. <laughs> oh. It's quite nice. Animal Crossing, like that's my jam. I, I like to play more of the light uh, games. When my daughters were younger, I lived in Zelda. I just lived there. I just. <laughs> I haven't played that one yet, but uh, my friends love it. So it's retro, but they still make new ones. Well, I know you got a lot to do. I, I have to ask you one question just because I think he's one of the sweetest people alive. And we all agree. Paul Rudd is adorbs. So the question is, you know, it's a horrible question to ask you. That cover of people, the title that they gave him. Yep. I'm Hexies sure. That, did you see that coming? <laughs> I didn't even. I I mean, I didn't see it coming personally, and neither did Paul uh, because he, he said that. Uh, but it was the first thing that I said to him after, like, seeing him. Uh, I hadn't seen him for two years since we shot, and I went, I mean, so much has happened. My, my hair is long and it's blonde now. I mean, you were named Sexiest Man Alive. What happened? It's, 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 it's great because something that Mr. Bill Murray said and me and Mr. Paul did with him in the original Ghostbusters was he was like, you know, because Paul was talking about, he was like, I, the first thing that I thought whenever I got uh, named Sexiest Man Alive was there's going to be a lot of outrage about this. <laughs> there hasn't been. But I don't know why he thought that. He was like, I don't think that I am the sexy man alive. And Mr. Bill, he went, I don't think he's the sexiest man alive either. But I genuinely, I love that he's going to be getting asked these questions for the rest of his life, which is so <laughs> great. He is. He's never going to live that down. Everybody's going to be like, you know, 10 years from now, they're going to be like, so back in 2021, you were named sexiest man alive. How did that feel? What was going on that year? And I think that that's great. So it, it's very funny. It, it'll be great to 
uh, laugh at, you know, later if we ever do anything else again. His kids will definitely uh, throw that up at him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or make a giant mock-up of it for his 60th birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. It should have been just cutest or, or most likable, but because he is. No, he's... but for some reason, you know, it's it's sexiest. But I agree. He's such a, like, nice, funny, like, kind person. He, he is, like, just great. Well, it takes one to know one. And McKenna... I am I'm so happy to talk to you and I'm so happy for you and you I'm so excited to watch all of the growth that you go through and all the all the different stuff that you're working on. You're so talented and it's a real gift that you get to share it with everybody. So thanks for for talking to me, but also just I don't know, thank your parents, thank the muses, thank God whatever you believe in for making you this wonderful person that doesn't take for granted any of this. It's just so refreshing. It's so nice to talk with you, considering that I'm such a big fan. So, so it's weird to like sit here and hear you say those things to me. Like it's so it's so kind and it it, it means a lot. Like it's words that I'll remember forever. Like it, it really means the world to me. Like you're so you're so kind whenever you chat with me. And it, it I don't know. It's weird. Like it makes my heart so happy. It genuinely means the world to me. Thank you. You so got much. me all mushy. I'm all teary eyed. I, I'm actually. Oh, I'm I gonna be on I've never turned it. I haven't turned into Danny Tanner on a podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel honored. <laughs> well, you did it. You're just so great. And um, just be safe and be safe. I'm like a dad. What am I doing? Uh, tell your grandfather. <laughs> tell your grandfather with the stick. I send my love. And uh, I give, will. give your parents my love. Safe travels. Congratulations on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Everybody's going to see it. Now you got me all emotional. So next time we see each other, it'll be for something really happy. Maybe there'll be some get together. And we'll all, <laughs> Absolutely. It'll be great. Thank you so much. And lots of love. Man, thank you so much. You're the best. You know, I think I think that I'll see you at, at Mr. at Mr. Jeff's house. I think yeah. that I think he's doing something soon and I will see you there and it'll be so lovely. I will see you there. So we'll pick up where we left off. Crying. Yay! Crying. <laughs> Sounds great. I'll show up already. Like just tearing. I'm gonna thank put you. some drops in in case glycerin in case I can't get it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the tear stick. Get a little mintiness. <laughs> Golden onion. Yeah, it'll be ha great. Have a great uh, continued fun run of press for this fun movie. And uh, thank you so much. And I'll see you soon. Hi, thank you so much Bye. for having me. Oh, darn, my heart's mush. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, you're the bestest. Have a good day. You are. Thanks, McKenna. Well, I didn't expect that. I'm a, I'm a mush fest. That's McKenna Grace. I, I always, uh, I guess that's, I don't know. She's just one of the special people that uh, has chosen acting or acting chose her and art. She's an artist. And um, I don't have to tell you, you know, and she's just real and she's lovely. And uh, man, she's going to do so many amazing. She's doing great things now. You know, people always go, wait till you see what she does. Uh, you know, most people in their lives in this business uh not a business the way she approaches it. Although she did say I booked that. Well, I've never said that. I booked that gig. Um, it's not because I didn't book a gig. <laughs> I never booked a gig. It's because um, it's it, it is a business. But she's such a pure artist and such a big heart. 
So um, you'll enjoy her. She's truly a hero. She's It's literally funny that she was watching the Alien movies and Sigourney Weaver, and here she is in Ghostbusters Afterlife, kind of, I don't want to say saving the day, but you get a feeling when you see her on the screen. I mean, she's she's carries the, she's the lead of the movie, um, and she is just wonderful, and I adore her, and there's a lot to look forward to from this wonderful person, uh, this artist, the Olivia Wilde thing that'll be coming up that she's getting in training for. I mean, I, I should... Maybe I need a part like that where I build to be a gymnast. That's a good idea. You can at sixty-five, you can hear your neck crack, and then it, it don't come back. Um, I just want to thank her. Thanks to McKenna Grace uh, for being on this podcast. Um, she is special, isn't she, guys? I know that there's a different audience maybe that listened to this one because she is she really hits all boundaries of demographics. I mean, I can't wait to see what happens with her character in Handmaid's Tale. And I just hope she gets some comeuppance and gets to uh, defend um, a young woman's right to have freedom and uh, all that positive stuff. I feel so positive after having just spoken with her. What a gift. So uh, everybody, uh, I don't know, all things McKenna Grace. That's how I look at it. Music video, it's out right now. As this thing is getting released, because we recorded this a couple days ago. So all I got to tell you is the normal thing, which is uh, the podcast business, which is that this is a business because everybody has a podcast. You rate, review, you subscribe, you follow it on the YouTube page. That is YouTube.com slash Bob Saget. I hate saying slash. It just sounds like a horror film, which again, McKenna Grace is so good at. And what else do I have to tell you? Well, you know, you want to listen, and to do that, you got to follow, or you subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe. And, uh, and comments are looked at. They are, by me. And I'm going to be calling you guys. It's holiday time, so get ready. I'm going to post it on my Twitter and on my uh, Instagram stories, and I'm going to be calling some of you right around this, uh, in between this Thanksgiving, Christmas time, and have a Thursday show, not just a Monday show. Because I used to do that when I started this, before the pandemic hit us all. I was calling people, and that's how the title Bob Saget's Here For You came up. Um, I was originally going to call it uh, Rue McClanahan's Here For You, because I loved her on Golden Girls. But they said it wouldn't sell. I did love her, by the way. Anyway, um, a lot of love to Rue McClanahan. A lot of love to all of you. A lot of health. A lot of good health for, for you guys. Okay? And I'm on the road. I am on tour. So just go to bobsaget.com, and it has, you know, I added the .com part to my name, and there's no space between Bob and Saget. Just trying to explain to you how it works, and you can see me out on tour. I'll be going everywhere. In 2022, I'll be going literally as many places as humanly possible. And maybe I'll even stop by, uh, I don't know, Grapevine, Texas, because that's where McKenna Grace is from. Thank you so much for, uh, for listening or watching, and I will talk to you soon. On, uh, on this thing. This thing is, uh, you know, Bob Saget's here for you. I had to look over to get the name. <laughs> <laughs>